My name is Christy Howard, and I don't really have a title. Um, I'm known as the authentic person um, because everything about me is about authentic, but I do, you know, confidence coaching. So I don't, I'm an owner, founder of a job company, but I don't like titles. They're just titles. I, I b- agree with that too. I haven't had an actual job title in a few years. So, yeah. Uh, so can you tell me a little bit about your own mental health journey? Well, um, I can go back and um, realize that um, at eight years old, I started and I started having depression. I was in and out of the hospital with headaches. Um, and through my life of things that happened, um, I really went outside of myself to try to find um, uh, appreciation, you know, people um, giving me worthiness. Um, Don't get me wrong, I had great parents, but there's no book of how to be a parent. And they were doing the best that they could. There was three daughters. I was the middle daughter. Uh, So when I started like about 13, I, I started going to smoking the pot. This is in the 70s and spiraling down. I went through three high schools. My second high school pretty much said, you're not going to graduate. You got to do something. So my parents were all about college. So they pulled me out and took me into put me into a private school. And I just I, I was I was a pot smoker. Um, and so it's sort of because it was sort of numbing me. Um, and so then I went to college and was there for two and a half years and left with a 0.01. My parents finally said, you can't do that. So after that, I started the school of hard knocks. Even though I was still struggling, I didn't realize it was what I was struggling with until later. I was just floating through life. Um, so I moved around a lot. I, um, I mean, I moved from Arizona to New York, California, Chicago. I've moved around. I moved around a lot, always looking outside of myself for effort, effort, um, for people to approve me. And this was going on until about my forties. So between those two times, I was raped, one in college and one when I was in my forties, my at the beginning of my 40s. And I started, it was interesting because after the second rape, rape, it was like a pivotal, it was, uh, my life pivoted. Um, I think I'm the only person that can see the, a positive out of a negative, something that bad. And my life turned around because I realized that I was, and you know, every time I would move, well, if I move, my life will change, I'll be happy. And I remember once um, I I was dating a guy and he's like, you're so much fun, you know, but your eyes and going back, it was like, you know, our eyes are our windows to our soul. And people saw that, that they realized, but, you know, with depression, nobody knows what to say. Um, three times in my life that I literally said, I'm done. And I remember telling somebody that, and they looked at me and they said, I don't know what to say. And they walked away. 
Now, most people would be like, well, okay, then I'm going to do what I want to do. And it, and again, it was an, a voice inside me saying, you're not done, that you have to go through all this. And so when I turned 40, was raped and everything like that, um, I, I took my power. I realized that I had to love myself. So um, I started doing some, you know, self-help. I mean, in between all those years, I was, you know, on antidepressants, besides the drugs, besides the drinking, um, moving around a lot, seeing therapists um, who would blame my parents, blame the world, you know, tell you know, <laughs> I have my feelings about therapists. And I'm not understanding that, you know, it has to do with me and knowing that goes back to, I have the power and I do have a purpose. Um, my faith, you know, I was brought up as an Episcopal, but my faith became very strong at 42 when I met my now husband. Um, and I mean, I'm not religious, but God has put me through he, he, you know, the story was written and I've had to go through so many dark times to be able to help others and understand that when we get into that dark space, um, we see how strong we are when we can, can comply, can climb ourselves out. It's about the Phoenix. You know, we all, you know, you burn to the ground and then the Phoenix, you're brand new, but you look back and you see who you were and you see what you went through and you love where you've become. So I would not ever change my, you know, if somebody said, well, could you change anything in your life? Yeah, I would probably be better in school because I always wanted to be a lawyer, <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm the school of hard knocks. I'm about, you know, learning from other people, the common sense and just um, understanding that um, going to school was just not good for me so you said a little bit about helping others how has help people helping others helped your own uh, healing process so in 2008 i started my first business and it was called the authentic image it was named something else and i had met somebody off of actually off of linkedin and he became my business coach and a great friend and a mother from another mother. And unfortunately, he passed away last year from COVID. Um, and he he was um, a business coach and he taught me everything about business um, of a small business. And he said to me, he goes, you've got to rename your, your, your business. He said, it doesn't resonate who you are. He goes, you are so authentic and transparent. He goes, you dance with your skeletons and you don't hold back. Um, you know, sometimes I needed to, but you know, and that's maturity of um, be a little bit filtered and how I, I say things to people. Um, and so I started a business called the authentic image because I was, you know, I lived in New York, Chicago, California. It was all about how you looked and what everybody thought and still, you know, grabbing onto that depression because I wasn't inside. So my business was about having people dress for who they were. 
and stop and, and not, don't worry about society. To be, embrace your body, um, men and women, I had both, but to embrace that, to embrace you. So that was my first business. And then I had another one and then, and then this one. So I've been an executive assistant to C-suites for over 40 years. Um, I've been in sales. I've, I've done a lot, but that was, that's my main people knew that my life was to the point where my job was my identity because I was still trying to figure out who I was. So here I was really good at what I did. I could walk into, I've worked in pretty much every industry because I would move and I'd move without a job. <laughs> and then I'd have, you know, it's like, well, I don't know what you guys do, but I'm a good EA. I can go in and I can figure it out. And I was always very successful um, because it goes back to don't tell me I can't because I'm going to prove that I can um, because I don't have that, you know, schooling, but I do have the schooling of learning the school of hard knocks. So I, um, I just in December, um, I left the corporate sector and well, I'll, I'll go back. So COVID came around and I've been on LinkedIn since 2008. And because I've had to redo my resume and I'm a huge networker, I've done this, you know, I've networked for um, nonprofits, you know, uh, fun, um, events and just meeting people. And I had a network of moving into new you know, cities, not knowing anybody. So I um, started right before COVID, I connected with a lot of people that were out of work to help them, even though I was also out of work, um, to help them understand how to use LinkedIn and their resume and interviewing and all that. So through those two years, when I got, I got hired, and then that company, they had a um, large hiring and during COVID, and then they had to, you know, offboard people because COVID, they did COVID testing. And so I turned around and helped a lot of the people that got offboarded. So I, I love taking somebody's um, life and putting it together and having them see how they can shine. Because when we have a resume or when we have to market ourselves, a lot of people don't know how because we're not confident enough. And so through this, I'm realizing my own confidence is building, but not in an ego way, um, more of an empathy, empathy. Like I understand I've been where you're at. I can see you. Um, I am very intuitive, um, which sometimes scares people, but I can have a conversation with people and then just tell them who they are. And they're just like, how did you, you know, how did you figure this out? It's like just having a conversation. It's just listening to you. So in December, I decided to leave corporate. And um, it was the fourth time I heard the voice, God, whoever people believe in or whatever, um, say, this is what you're supposed to do. And so I, I do, I help job seekers. Um, I do the free review and on their LinkedIn and their resume. And I tell them what they, you know, what they, what I see. I've done a little recruiting in some of the small companies I've worked for, but I'm not per se a recruiter, but I've always been hired the day that I interviewed or the next day 
And I've always been told my resume was very professional and very good. So I, you know, show them what they, you know, what I suggest and how they can do it. And then I explain to them about how they can network and connection and how strong LinkedIn can be for them, even after they get a job. And so I was doing that pretty much free. I was giving everything away. I don't have a job. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I looked at stuff. I looked at other people that, you know, do what they do. And I'm like, nope, I can give more. So I do have, I do have a service. Um, and, but I don't sell myself. I tell them I have my references, my recommendations, but I tell them, I'm like, look with, me, you know, with me, I'm your cheerleader. I'm taking the stress off your plate. I'm going to revamp your resume. I'm going to show your, your LinkedIn as your business because we're in the, where we are in society now, companies don't really care. Actually, they don't care. You can work for a company for 30 years and next day you're gone with a year severance. I mean, really, where's the loyalty? So to make people understand you're a business, they're a business and build their confidence and believing in that. So I help them with that. So then I also do the confidence coaching. I, I help people with imposter syndrome when they've already started a job and they're like, this was not what I signed up for. Now, what do I do? I need a job. Well, you stay in that job and then we'll work it out. I look for jobs for them. If I see a job and I've already seen their resume or even the people that I don't do their resumes, you know, I have their resume. So if they can't afford me or, you know, they're just like, okay, I'm going to do it myself. I'm still going to be there and share because I'm supposed to be paying it forward. I think that it has to do with, I had to go through hell and back numerous times. Um, and I've had to do it alone. I mean, I've had, you know, people walk out of my life because they didn't understand my darkness because I was always the strong one. And yet the strong ones sometimes burn the hardest. So that's what I do. And I, I love what I do because I love when they come back and they say, I got a job and they loved my resume. You know, they found me on LinkedIn. They loved how my LinkedIn wrote. Because when I do their about, that's their business and it has to be personal. I want to know who you are. I want to see your personality. And so talking to them and going through what they do and everything, I, you know, I, I, I get it where it's like, I get tickled because they're just like, oh my gosh, you know me, you know, you put exactly what I would want people to know about me. And that's where I have fun. Because I know that now these people are getting confident in themselves. I know for me, when I worked uh, corporate jobs, I always felt I had to be two different people, the myself and then this confident person that didn't have emotion or anything like that. And that, that left me uh, miserable. So, I mean, with that, with, Starting at the beginning with a resume, how important is it to be your true self right away? Well, I think it's very confusing if you're not your true self, because then you're like, well, okay, do they know this mask or do they know that mask? So I'm all about don't have a mask. Just don't have a mask. 
And I mean, I wore masks pretty much most of my life. Um, and once you drop off that mask, then you're raw. And so when you're showing up with your a resume, with your experience, um, you know, when I see resumes and I'll look at it and I'll be like, I know you did more than this, you know, because we write like we think or we just, okay, I, you know, let's use EAs for an example. I, you know, oversaw calendars. Well, no shit. <laughs> of course she did. But let's go in deeper. Let's show the depth in you. And so when I start writing, they'll come back and they'll go, oh, I did this. I did this. I'm reminding them everything they did. I mean, even the CEOs I've worked with, um, because I'm getting rid of the box that we, we all put ourselves in. In life, we sit in a box. So I get rid of those, the, that box and realize you have the potential for so much more than you realize that you have it. So once you understand that, and you know, a lot of my clients um, can hear my voice. I mean, I'll get messages and go, I just heard your voice because my statement is get out of your head. Um, because that's the most dangerous place we can get into, um, especially if we're as a job seeker and how bad it is right now the mental health is really hard on people. So you're sitting at home um, looking over and over jobs and, you know, I'm not worthy enough. Why am I not, I'm not hearing, I'm getting ghosted. Um, you know, it, it, unfortunately the system is broken right now and the companies aren't being transparent and the communication is not being authentic. And so they want the job seekers to be that. However, they're not doing it. So now the mental health is, is being crushed. So I, I help them where, you know, I'll get messages and, and I'll just type back, get out of your head, walk away from the computer. You don't have a job right now. I know it's terrible, but this is the time that you can go meditate, go work at the gym, go outside. You don't have a job. You don't have a boss that's, you know, micromanaging you embrace this now over spiraling down and 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 have patience because a lot of these jobs are coming back six months later you know because they're so overwhelmed or they don't you know know what they're going to do and and i you know tell people again you're a business be that confident business own that business and understand that not every job is going to fit for you. So I help people also with interviewing. Um, I've been fortunate that uh, when I've interviewed, I've always turned around and interviewed the interviewer because I need to know if I'm going to be a, you know, if you're going to be a fit to me. Yeah. And, um, and, and people don't, and again, I didn't do this in my 30, you know, until later in life, because it'd be like, I need a job. Do you have any questions? No, I don't have any questions. <laughs> you know, it's like, just hire me. But now it's like, no, I need to know, you know, we're all about the culture. I need to know, are you telling me exactly what I have on the job description of what you're saying? Or is there more what happened to the other people? How do I grow? You know, and so I give, I, I give people questions that they might not think about. 
that matches the jobs, matches the company. And I, I help them get strategic in their job search, but even a strategic confidence in their business and in themselves. So once they're, once we get our confidence, and again, I mean, I, you know, life is ebb and flow. There's days where I, I, I go down. I mean, that's just life. Um, but I also know my triggers. I also understand them now. I understand why it's triggering me. What from my past is coming back in and how can I take care of it and get rid of it? So that's, you know, for me, paying it forward and helping other people out. I, I'm, I'm, I'm learning that every day. Yeah, a little bit about that. How does it feel uh, for you to be helping people and, you know, them gaining more confidence? I've never been happier in my life and what I'm doing as with a job. I mean, I'm happy, you know, I'm with my personal life, but with the professional and everything, I love helping other people because I also know how it is when people don't help when I've asked for help. So helping other people, I just, I love it. Um, I've learned boundaries though. (laughs) You know, I've learned that um, I have a teacup and instead of giving them all my tea, they can, they got my saucer (laughs) (laughs) because I used to allow, and I was always one, even through all my depression was the person that was always there for other people. Um, and I would give them my all, which would drain me. So I'm big about energy. I'm big, you know, even though all my work is remote, you know, remote, um, I'm big on understanding the energy as well. Um, you know, where that, where their needs are and understanding that if I can't help them, I'm good on about networking and saying, you know something, I think you need to talk to this person. Maybe they can help you. And then I do an introduction because that person knows me. Now I'm going to introduce them. And then, you know, I've got the respect um, of the person that, you know, I'm connecting with them with. And they'll be like, yeah, you know, if Christy says I'm going to help, you know, you need some help. Let me see what I can do. So I've done, I've, I've, I've done that with people looking for, you know, jobs in industries that I don't know much about. I mean, I can, I've learned how to, a lot about you know, UX designers, you know, um, security, international security, but having to help them find jobs. Um, I can only go so much with companies because I don't know all companies, but I have so many connections that I can go and filter and say, who has something that has to do with security? And then I can do the introductions to the people and say, hey, can you, they're looking for a job. Do you have any ideas or can you help them? Can you tell me a little bit about your live show? My live show. Well, it's, I'm a co-host. So my girlfriend, Kelly, um, we met 15 years ago on LinkedIn. I was living in Arizona at the time and we'd only been around each other five times until now we're on the sixth time because I flew her to Florida to watch my dogs when I went to Asia. And, but we always just connected. We weren't like, you know, close friends. We'd see each other networking. Um, and, you know, we'd keep in touch. 
And so she had the awesome journey. She had the URL had to do with her life story. Um, but it's just a great title, the awesome journey. So she kept on praying about it, that she wanted to do something. And so she was thinking, kept on coming podcast. And then she, my name kept on coming in and I hadn't really, I hadn't seen her in two years and I really hadn't talked to her in five months. And she was in November, she texts me and she's like, can we talk? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And so she said, you know, this is what's happening. Would you want to do a podcast? I'm like, yeah, sure. You know. And so she, we both had started doing some LinkedIn lives on LinkedIn and got comfortable doing that. Um, And I said to her later, I said, you know, the more we weren't really sure what it was going to be about. She's just like, we're supposed to do something. And I said, you know, I like the live because you get to see the people. I said, for me, when I listen to a podcast, I'm, you know, one ear ear in and one ear out the other. And I don't even remember what I just listened to. So we started, uh, it was going to be women champion women. And I'm like, no, I said, we're connected to too many guys. I said, I don't want to, you know, pigeonhole it. And because she's out of work and she's an executive, which is hard for executives right now because you have ageism. Um, So she's a consultant and then I'm doing the job seeker. So we're like, okay, well, let's help the job seekers bring in some recruiters and let's try that. Well, it's pivoted. It's completely. So we have brought in, it's about the journey. We're all on this awesome journey, the good, the bad, the truly shitty, but we're still on this side of the earth. And so we have brought in people like I, we had Chris Fields, who was the fireman during the Oklahoma bombing that carried out the baby Bailey and his journey and how he does his nonprofit to help first responders. Um, We've had a retired undercover FBI agent. Um, We've had, um, I believe he was a pastor, his son died and how they how they lived their life of how his son was. Um, so we're, you know, I, I've had job seekers, a job seeker who was deaf and to understand what the, that is. So we're booked up until mid-October. Um, we're big about the mental health. So that's where it's, it's, it still keeps on going down to that. Um, but what's interesting is everybody's faith comes into it. Mm-hmm. That they realize that, something grabs hold of them. I mean, I've, we've heard the stories of uh, the guys sitting in the car and, he, you know, had the gun in his hand and then his mother called. It was like a wake up call. Um, for me, mine was my rape. I mean, I, I flew to Vegas the next day to do what I was always good at, just party and ignore. And I'm in Vegas and I hear you need to, you, this was a wake up call in a sense. I mean, I won't say exactly what was said, but it was just sort of like, okay, I'm in Vegas and I'm hearing these, these words. Um, but I knew what it was in my heart because my heart was saying, it's time to stop living outside and be inside. So we do this weekly um, on LinkedIn Live, which goes on our YouTube and um, Facebook and everything. And we've been having, I'm, it's not scripted. Um, and we just have conversations um, and ask questions. You know, when I'm known as the person who interrupts all the time, 
because that's just <laughs> who I am. Kelly, Kelly likes to talk and I'll, I'll interrupt because I have to pull in. And but, you know, we, we, we ask questions, you know, and people are understanding that we can be in a bad place in our life. But other people have too, and they've gotten out of it to know that it's, we all have, we all have this awesome journey and um, it goes back to the ebb and flow and the good, bad and shitty. It just, that's just life. But you have the power within yourself to stay within yourself and get out of your head is how I look at it. 